Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Welcome to the podcast, Mickey. Hey, guys. It's really fun to talk to you ladies again. I know it's kind of been a minute. Just just a minute. I actually think it's really fun that I get to talk to you because by the time this podcast episode airs, like I'll be on an airplane on my way to go hang out with you for the weekend. Totally. And we will be well on our way to be having a weekend full of fun, food, geeking out, all kinds of things at the conference. It's going to be great. See, I myself was thinking the other day, I think maybe when you were talking about the um, multiversity campus mm-hmm. about Mickey and I's road trip from Portland to Seattle and like what a beautiful road trip that was. And it's so nice to reconnect with you, Mickey. I know. I was thinking about that too. We got to see gluten-free girl and do some good eating and yeah, it was nice. I was exhausted. And so you were a <laughs> wonderful was, travel companion. <laughs> that was also when I like totally abandoned you for like the last stop on the tour. And I'm like, tap out, I'm going home. Yep. And you're like, but I still have Seattle. I'm like, you got Mickey, you're fine. <laughs> the life of the book tour. <laughs> I believe I was going home for my daughter's birthday. That's not important at all. No, no. Obviously, I've got my priorities completely mixed up. Well, Mickey, I I wanted to have you on the podcast in part because you have a new book coming out and I just got a copy and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's called The Nutrient Dense Kitchen. Do you want to give people the, the elevator pitch? Yeah, basically. So I've been doing the AIP thing for just about seven years now. And, you know, a lot of you guys know that Sarah was kind of my gateway into finding this stuff. And in the last, you know, maybe three or four years as the community has just exploded, which I hope we get to spend some time talking Mm -hmm. about today. Um, I've just noticed that in the beginning, you know, especially with your work, Sarah, nutrient density was the focus of AIP, but I think we've kind of lost that thread in the last few years, just with all of the growth. So I really wanted to write a book that was really approachable and, um, had a lot of recipes for stuff that is really nutrient dense, really easy to make, kind of remind people this isn't hard. The nutrients are where it's at. You don't need to focus so much on obsessing over being afraid of food and eliminating things, you can actually change your health just like by the ingredients you put on your plate. So that's the elevator pitch. (laughs) I actually think that that, um, I think sort of law, um, loss of focus on a foundationary principle, um, is not something that we're just seeing, with the growth of the AIP community, but that's something we're seeing with the growth of the paleo community at large, where like five years ago, troubleshooting was like, I think I'm not eating enough liver, right? Like, and that's, that's, right. That's what troubleshooting was five years ago. And now troubleshooting is, well, I think I'll just stop eating plants and only eat 
meet, right? Like it's troubleshooting has gotten back to, I think the like philosophy of the early 2000s of like, if I cut a bunch of stuff out and that made me see some results, but not all of my results, then clearly if I cut a bunch more out, then that's, that's going to be the magic sauce. And so it's this like elimination mentality that bleeds over into troubleshooting. Whereas we had this like golden time, I think after Terry Walls really came on the scene with her messaging and it was such a key feature of everything that I was writing and the paleo approach. And we had this like magic time where like troubleshooting was nutrient density focused and it, it just kind of got, I think you're right, like sort of diluted that message. So I'm really excited. The book is gorgeous. I happen to know that you're an amazing cook and your recipes are spectacular. So I, um, I'm like, I'm already flipping through it and my kids are like, Oh, can we make that? Can we make that? I was like, yeah, we can. Of course we can. Yes. That's on the list. So it's like, my book is now starting to get covered in, in post-it notes, which is really fun. But one of the things that I really wanted to bring you on to talk about was what you already hinted at, what, which is like how, how the autoimmune community has changed and grown and even though there's this, there's some things that come with rapid growth of a community, um, like diffusing some of the messaging that is a challenge, but there's so many amazing things that comes with the growth of the community that it's like worth it to have to work on like messaging and education for the amazing power that comes with that growth and that recognition. And I thought it'd be really fun since you and I were like the first, like two out of maybe like the first five people ever to do the AIP. I think. Sure. Yeah. Approximately. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think roughly five is a, is a really good approximation. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the first half of 2012, uh, which was a while ago now. Yeah. I think, um, cause I started the AIP as a new year's resolution, January 1st, 2012. Yep. Yep. That's exactly, that was exactly it. I think you and I were, were like thinking about it late 2011. I think that's when I first saw an article that you wrote that you had mentioned something that like Rob had said. And I was like, oh, okay. She's thinking about it too. Something to think about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that was, uh, that was exactly, I mean, I was, I had only been doing the paleo diet itself for four months before I was like, wow, this is amazing. I've totally drunk the Kool-Aid so much. So I'm going to start a blog and like create a career centered around how awesome this thing is. Um, so now I know that food has tremendous healing power and now I, I need, I need more, like I need, I need refinement. But that fall was the same fall that um, Dr. Wall's TEDx Iowa City talk mm-hmm. went viral. So mm-hmm. as I was learning about the autoimmune protocol, I was also learning about nutrient density. So for me, those journeys were always merged. And I think mm-hmm. there were other people entering um, entering the AIP at that same time who didn't have the benefit of that nutrient density message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I to- I totally agree. And and you know, Terry, nowadays people ask and they say, you know, oh, how does AIP compare? You know, what's different? And it's like it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, we're, I we're saying say, the same thing in a different yeah. way. You know, 
But that fall was, I was looking at a possible diagnosis of MS. So that's how I found her. And I was vegan at the time. She, you know, seeing her on that stage and the progress that she had made and then facing down that potential outcome for myself was really a big motivator for me to just start eating meat again. So, um, so yeah, it was a really powerful time and, uh, yeah, Terry's stuff is, is just a part of this, you know? When I get asked the same thing all the time as well, and I generally say like, they're like 95% similar. There's basically where we, um, where you have these like gray area foods. So foods that have pros and cons, those are the foods where, um, you have a, there's, there's different philosophies in terms of, okay, this, this food has some benefits, but it also potentially has some problematic compounds. Am I going to put it in the yes list or the no list? And I think, you know, as Terry has evaluated the literature, she's put things in a different, a different pile than what I've done, or even like Professor Cordain and Rob Wolf, who really are the two people who, who got the AIP sort of off the ground, right? It was their initial conversations for helping out Rob's mom who had autoimmune disease. That was the reason why Rob had half a page in the Paleo Solution called, uh, I think called the Autoimmune Protocol. I think that's even where the, the name comes from. Yep, totally. And then, and then Professor Cordain had like one article on his website like three versions of, of the paleo And wasn't it like a case study, like someone with RA, you know, I, this is what I recommended or something like that. It, it wasn't, it may, might've gotten developed, but I remember coming across that and being like really having to read between the lines for like what an AIP would look like, <laughs> you know? So one of the things that was really confusing at the time was that Rob's list. So they were both just additional eliminations and Rob's list and professor Cordain's list were not the same list. So they didn't actually have the same, like one of them had nuts and the other one didn't. Um, one of the, so I think Rob just listed like tomatoes, peppers, and eggplant. And I think Professor Cordain listed all nightshades. And then Rob had like NSAIDs on his list, but Professor Cordain didn't. So they weren't, they didn't actually match up. Um, and I think Rob's mom had been one of the was one of the case studies by the time those lists were printed. And I think Professor Cordain um, studies, even if they're, um, well, I think the AAP was really built with, uh, you know, a few thousand different pieces of information from different scientific studies. Like we, we can tell you that this food's good and this food has this problematic compound. And when you take all these puzzle pieces together and put together your puzzle, it, the puzzle is a picture of the autoimmune protocol. Um, but I think when I was first reading about it in fall 2011, there were two websites that I could find that basically just merged the lists and just like put those two lists together and called it the autoimmune protocol. And that's, that's really all there was seven and a half years ago. And we were crazy enough to be like, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, desperate, enthusiastic enough. Um, what's amazing well, I would, to me, yeah, I would say ahead. I accidentally came across the autoimmune protocol well before it was known to the degree that kind of you're speaking, Sarah, because Rob's book had not come out yet when I started mm. paleo and I was learning a lot through online forums and, 
um, there was like a whole thread on you're not paleo if you eat bell peppers, eat tomatoes, wow. eat nuts. And it was it was like one of those fear-mongering things that made me almost go, what in the world have I gotten myself into? Like, it's not enough that I gave up all of these other foods now. Someone's telling me I'm not paleo if I don't give up these. These are vegetables. But it like wasn't even referring to autoimmune or anything like that in the thread. And it wasn't until years later when autoimmune became more understood and developed that I thought back to that moment and was like, oh my gosh, this person knew autoimmune before the community did. Like where, where did that even come from? But by that point I couldn't find the thread again, but, um, (laughs) you know, just kind of fascinating from an origin standpoint and to see where we are now You know, Sarah, I don't know if you remember this, but when we went to book tour, like 90% of the time, people didn't know what nightshades were. Mm -hmm. And we had to describe, you know, what specifically could and could not be in the foods that, you know, we were eating on the road. And I found just lately, not even from a community perspective, but it's become more common knowledge I'm assuming because of more people adopting it and and living that way and going and eating out and saying what they can't have and that kind of thing that now when I go to a restaurant and I say, I can't have nightshades, do you know what that is? It's more like 50% do know what it is instead of 90% don't know what it is. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big change. I have literally had where restaurant experiences where I go into a farm to table restaurant and I say, you know, I'm, so I'm gluten and dairy free, but I also can't have nightshades. And they look at me and say, are you AIP? And I yeah. just, I just go, wow. um, yes. And they go, great. You can, we can do this. We can do this. We can take the whatever's off of this. And I'm like, holy smokes. It's the most surreal for me. It's a very surreal experience because of my role in popularizing it. And like, people are helping me in a restaurant, having no idea that I'm like the person who wrote the first book on the autumn protocol. But, um, it's, amazing that it's now becoming, I also think it's really amazing that it's becoming its own thing and it's developing a life outside of paleo. Like, I think it was totally accidental branding that the P stands for protocol and not paleo, but I think it was uh, some kind of serendipitous genius moment of the universe because as the paleo community is sort of having its like little identity crisis thing happening right now, the autoimmune protocol is like solidifying its identity and the scientific studies, Mickey, which I I would love to to talk um, about with you are like bringing, bringing this awareness now beyond, like, I always think it's so cool when somebody sends me a picture of like, look what books in my, you know, functional medicine doctor's waiting room. And it's a copy of the paleo approach, which is really cool that there's a lot of, all sort of alternative health practice, practices, recommending the autoimmune protocol, functional integrative medicine practices. But the clinical trials are starting to bring the autoimmune protocol into uh, just, just, just dipping its toe into mainstream medicine, right? It's, it's a long ways away before doctors will start recommending diet and lifestyle as a first-line treatment you know, oh, hey, you have an autoimmune diagnosis, let's try diet and lifestyle first, and then we'll see where we can get with this and whether or not we need to add drugs. But the awareness is building so fast, and 
in large part, Mickey, this is thanks to your work and to Angie Alt's work um, and Angie's Sad to AIP and Six program, which is so phenomenal. And your and Angie's interfacing with um, with researchers. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. You know, and and not only the research, but you know the programs. A lot. Some of you might know that we partnered with Sarah to put together a practitioner training program. So we're kind of from a lot of different angles. You know, at the the end of next month, we will um, have trained almost 400 people, um, from all over the spectrum. So these are, you know, doctors and naturopaths and chiropractors all the way down to health coaches and fitness professionals and even therapists. Um, and then in addition, we're connected to the researchers who are just really curious because turns out this stuff is really effective. You know, um, Sarah, we've known this for years because we've been getting the emails that flood our inbox that say, I have this really rare, weird autoimmune disease. This is what I did. This is what happened. My doctor can't believe it. I mean, you know, hundreds and probably thousands at this point of people Mm -hmm. have told us that, but you know, it's all anecdote. So a lot of articles have been out there criticizing AIP, you know, only two or three years ago saying, you know, quoting very well-known nutritionists that say, there's no research for this. Well, I'm about to get their emails and, you know, fire off, fire off some (laughs) info because, you know, we're, we're out there, um, doing some studies and, you know, yes, it is in the early stages and, and the groups are small, but that's how research works, you know, and, um, and the results have been really promising. So, um, we were contacted with by a doctor um, at Scripps, who's a researcher for IBD, Dr. Gori Conagetti, in 2016. And out of that conversation, she just had a patient go on AIP, achieve remission, totally avoided surgery, and she got curious about it. So she contacted Angie and I, and she ended up partnering with Angie to do an IBD study that showed 73% improvement um, in remission. So in not just six, in six weeks, like let's. Yeah. Let's like, let's just, I want to just plug Angie's program here for a second, because what it was an 11 week study. The first six weeks, the patients were brought through Angie's sad to AIP and six program. And the next five weeks was a maintenance phase where they were just full AIP and they were given a copy of the paleo approach and the autoimmune wellness handbook, which is your first collaborative book with Angie, um, as their two like book resources for the autoimmune protocol. And they were, 73% of the patients were in full clinical remission by the time they finished transitioning. Yeah, like at week week six, they're not even on AIP yet. They've taken out, so Angie's program takes out one food or two food groups a week for six weeks. And then at the end of week six, you're on AIP. 73% of them got to remission at week six, which really shows how awesome that is. And they maintained it through the maintenance phase. So nobody, you know, nobody regressed during that five weeks. The thing that I think actually is the most powerful finding of that study was that um, the average disease duration for the people in this study was 19 years. So these were not people that were like, you know, newly diagnosed, diagnosed, Mm -hmm. diagnosis, and a lot of them had failed biologic treatment. So, um, you know, the conclusion of the study was just that AIP looks like it has promise in combination with traditional care in order to get people in remission effectively, you know? And Uh, I think it's important to add too the other 27% that of, um, 
people in the study who didn't achieve remission still had quantifiable improvement in their disease activity. So it wasn't like there was a person sitting there going like, why isn't this working for me? It was just working on a different time scale for 27% compared to 73%. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, there's actually going to be some more studies um, that were run at the same time. So there's going to be, I think, like a quality of life uh, study and a microbiome analysis that were done with the same participants. So there's some more info coming from that, um, which is really interesting. And then now we've partnered with Dr. Rob Abbott of... um, Virginia, and he is doing a Hashimoto study. And so for the first study with Scripps, it was great because a doctor approached us and she had the funding, which is like a home run. Um, But with Dr. Abbott, he didn't have funding through his institution. So we had the idea, we call it hashtag ninja research. We asked um, (laughs) our community to crowdfund it and we did a Indiegogo and we raised the money in like a week, you guys. Like, People want to know how AIP affects their condition. And um, and so I think the study ended in September. So hopefully it'll get published early this year. And we're looking forward to that. So it's very exciting. I immediately Googled Ron Abbott because I'm in Virginia. Oh, is yeah. It, Rob. Is it Texas? No, he's in, he's in uh, Charlottesville. Okay. Yeah, And I just want to be really clear for those also Googling, he is not the Rob Abbott in Tulare, California nope. with multiple puppy mill charges. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely a different Rob Abbott. <laughs> I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knew such a popular name on the internet? Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean... So I've always had a lot of confidence in the autoimmune protocol because it's, uh, I think if you sort of were to put it in a category of like fad diets, because it doesn't have a clinical trial to validate it, it stands out from anything else because it is still based on a foundation of scientific studies and it's still based on, you know, mechanistic understandings and, um, it's, it's, it's based in logic, right? It, it, it's, a, a set of principles that just makes sense and each principle itself is validated by the scientific literature. But it, at the same time, being at this point in time where um, physicians and researchers are, are interested now in running clinical trials and you know, quantifying results and really measuring its efficacy in different autoimmune diseases and trying to, right, we get to determine timescales and and really get into that kind of data. Like I, I would love to see a world, you know, in a couple of years where you go, oh, okay, well, you have like one of the rheumatic family of autoimmune diseases, then you can expect blah, 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 this results, blah, 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 this month, yeah, this many months. Yeah, of people get this much progress in this amount of months. Yeah. And then, oh, you have autoimmune thyroid, then you can expect this. You have IBD or celiac and you can expect this, right? So being able to start start taking these, even if it's like the big sort of um, like sometimes they're silly umbrellas, right? To put celiac and ulcerative colitis and Crohn's all in one category seems sometimes a little, you know, they're they're driven by such different mechanisms and they're in 
such different locations, but at the same time, well, oh, it all affects the intestines. So like, even if it's the big umbrellas of autoimmune diseases at this point, um, I think it's, it's so exciting. And that attention was be- like, what started it was people because people were following the autoimmune protocol. I think a lot of people resonated with its scientific foundation, even if there wasn't clinical trials to support it. And the stories, right? People, I mean, how many, uh, how many AIP bloggers are there out there now who the reason why they started a blog is because their healing journey on the autoimmune protocol was so profound. They wanted to share their experience with the world. Like that was, it's just, it made such a huge difference in their lives. They decided they needed to share. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, probably over a hundred at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, and, and that's just, I mean, those are just the people who like then wanted to be really public with their, with their journey. There's probably thousands of people out there who've told their doctor about it and their doctor is sitting there going, wow, I wouldn't have thought you, this could happen with just food. This is cool. And then sometimes that doctor then goes and reads more and they, maybe they start recommending it to more of their patients or, uh, maybe they, you know, start want being interested in like the AIP certified coach practitioner training program. Like it's different healthcare professionals obviously have a different amount of bandwidth for their continuing education. And it really depends on how their practice is set up and what state they're in and all of those things. But it's the, patients sharing their stories with their friends and their family and their healthcare providers that has allowed this community to grow. I mean, there's no estimates as to how big it is, but I'm sure if we took like our traffic numbers for the, say the top, you know, couple dozen AIP blogs, we would probably end up, I would think in the million plus kind of range. Um, of like just AIP focused people. Oh, for Um, sure. Yeah. Like I think everyone knows someone who's done or like is on AIP. Which it's, it's not, we're not that rare. And actually knowing that is really, um, I mean, it really shows you like in the beginning, there were like six of us, like we knew each other over the internet. We were on Facebook messaging each other, like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. Like, you know, helping each other out now. Um, you know, when my first book came out in 2014 as a print book. And I remember when, like, this was my first like small world uh, people are like actually doing this moment where we scheduled a freight shipment and we called uh, a freight company that was based in the Midwest. It was like somewhere in Illinois. And my, my husband Noah gets on the phone with a shipper and she's like, Oh yeah, what are you shipping? And he's like, Oh books. And she's like, Oh, what kind of book? And he's like, Oh, it's called autumn Paley cookbook. And she was like, Oh, Mickey Truscott. Like I follow her blog. I just started AIP last week. And it just like, you know, that was 2014. That was like almost now five years ago. But that's when I went, oh, there's other people like on planet Earth that I don't know about (laughs) doing this, you know. But now, I mean, I overhear people in the grocery store, Sarah. I'm sure you do, too. I mean, Angie sat on the plane next to people who do AIP. Like it 
I think it's really isolating to be doing such a uh, intense protocol. People tend to keep it private. People tend to keep their disease private for obvious reasons. But it just it means so much to just know how many of us are out there and the power that we have in, you know, dictating what food shows up on the grocery store shelves, Mm -hmm. what options we have at restaurants, how our doctors treat us, what research has done. I mean, all of that is changed by like in leaps and bounds in like the last five or six years. It's crazy. And so gratifying because these people are our people, right? Like I, um, at my workshop, oh, was that just last weekend? No, no. Weekend, week and a half ago. Silly me. Um, it was a a huge number of the people who were there uh, were AIP veterans and they were on various, you know, various uh, like parts of their, their healing journeys. Some had reintroduced a ton of foods and some were like full strict elimination phase AIP. But what they kept saying was like, it's, it's amazing to feel the sense of community because we, it's easy to feel sort of isolated in our day to day lives. But when we look around, like these are people who've had, very similar life experiences. We've had a doctor tell us that we're, you know, just crazy or making it up or, you know, just tired. Like we've had the same um, feelings of self-doubt, like, you know, what's, what's wrong with me? And then we've also experienced the same healing power of food and lifestyle when we felt at some point um, powerless. And then we discover this amazing, empowering set of knowledge. And what's phenomenal is to think of those communities all over the place, AIP meetup groups all over the place, which you are fantastic at keeping an up-to-date list on um, at autoimmunewellness.com. So if people are looking for an AIP meetup group uh, close to them, um, I definitely recommend first starting out on autoimmunewellness.com and checking out the, the resources there. And then if you don't have one, like make one. There's, I, 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 there's millions of people right now in America who are following the autoimmune protocol. Well, not even America. I mean, it's global. Oh, yeah. You That's know, true. we have groups all over the world. Like there's mm-hmm. Middle East groups, there's groups in, um, in Asia, I mean, South, South America, Africa. you know, yeah, yeah, there, there's communities everywhere. So, you know, if you're like, Oh, I live in X, Y, Z far flung location. I don't think people do this, start a group and see, you know, we'll promote it. So I, um, I want to thank you, not just for coming on the show and chatting about, you know, how, how cool it is to watch this movement grow so rapidly and so successfully over the last seven years. But I also want to take the opportunity to thank you for your role in that growth, because I think you and I have, um, and Angie as well, we've taken these, and all of the AIP bloggers, I mean, let's like, this is an amazing it's community. A village. It is a village. And I love that everyone has their own little niche and their own little specialty, their own different way of expressing themselves, expressing their stories. But what it has meant is that there's so many different entry points into this community now because one person's story is going to resonate with someone more than another person's. And you and Angie really took the reins very, very early on in 
this journey and took on leadership roles when there was a vacuum and those leadership roles needed to be filled. And you guys rose, you know, you, you stepped up in, in a way that has been so valuable to this community and the resources that you guys have provided have just been amazing and really keeping as you're doing with your new book, nutrient dense kitchen, which where can people get it? Let's, let's just, where can people get Nutrient Dense Kitchen? It's in all the places. Oh, it's Amazon, everywhere. Barnes and Noble. And for international people, there will hopefully be an, a, a metric version later this year. So Ooh. hopefully you can get it everywhere. <laughs> so if, but if you like Imperial, if you happen to live in America or Myanmar, the two countries in the world that like Imperial measurements, is that what we're saying? I'm just, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. my dig. It's just my dig in America, still using imperial measurements. It's fine. I'm going to be American soon, so I'll have to then not tease anymore. Um, But, uh, but okay. So as you're doing with Nutrient Dense Kitchen, um, this, this role that you guys have taken on of um, keeping the heart of the AIP centered. And that has been, I mean, you can see, you can see the amount of, yourself and Angie's self that you guys have poured into this community and how much you care. And it, it is reflected in the sense of the fact that the AIP is continuing to grow with not as much growing pains as other alternative health communities have had to go through. Like, even though, yes, we need to remind people that it's, it's maybe not broccoli, but maybe not enough liver, (laughs) like let's Mm. nutrient density. Um, but, uh, that is that has been an invaluable contribution that you guys have made, and I just want to say thanks, Aww, man. Sarah, Aww. that was that was a lot of nice things, <laughs> and uh, I would say that we've not we would not have been able to do it without your foundation because honestly, you know, when we talked to that doctor at Scripps and she approached us and said, "Where does this come from? And is there any science?" We sent her to you, and she said, "Oh, this is legit." You know, so I think we've all really collaborated um, together to build this, you know, and and Angie and I, our our focus has just been clarity, consistency, organization with the message and to not get too into the weeds and to be supportive of everyone. And I think that's why our movement and I'm saying our not as in hers and mine, ours as in like the AIP movement as a whole. I think that's why it's so strong. And I think that's why it's not having some of the issues that, you know, like paleo and all the other, you know, neighbor diets are having. And and it's also because the people that are in this have their have skin in the game. Like we came into this very sick and we completely transformed our health together. And even though a lot of us have business partnerships and ventures and collaborations, the foundation of all of our relationships is just as like one autoimmune sufferer to another, you know, and, um, and, you know, online business is tough. Things change by the minute. Google can decide (laughs) like, Hey, you're not getting any traffic anymore or whatever. And all of that, you know, we can weather that just because like, we're in it because we want to help people, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The numbers don't really matter. So it's, it's been fun to be on this journey with you. Drop the mic. Mic drop. Well, thank you both for coming on and talking about the community. 
And Mickey, congratulations on your new book. I'm excited to take a peek myself. Uh, we have been using the Nutrient Dense hashtag for years. So it's it's like seeing it come to life. I'm excited. And for those listeners who want to find Mickey, one more time, just remind people, um, autoimmunewellness.com. See, I'm not even, that's the name of your cookbook. I'm losing it. Tell people. That's- yeah, no, you got it. It's autoimmunewellness.com. Oh. <laughs> we used to be autoimmune paleo, but then Angie and I collaborated together and then we went with that name for another year and then we rebranded. So your hesitation is warranted. We have done our fair work and continue. Yay, I'm just pat- I'm like physically patting myself on the back right now. So <laughs> yeah. listeners, autoimmunewellness.com, you can find out anything about Mickey's current new book, previous books, studies, community, all of it. Thank you, listeners, and we'll be back again next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.